All right, guys, I'm Nicolette, and today we are here with Felicity Buttig. She is the owner and creator of She Is You magazine. She is also a high-performance women's empowerment coach. She is an author. She does all kinds of things. So she is here to talk to us today about three big ideas, and uh, we are going to narrow down these big ideas into uh, mental health, difficult decisions, and unconditional love, because they are really important. We're going to try and tackle them all at once. So Felicity, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me and inviting me. And these topics are good. So I'm looking forward to diving deep and exploring all of this. I think it's important for us as women and mothers and, you know, period. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey, your motherhood journey? Oh, yeah. Uh, I know, right? Do we have enough time? Okay. Do we have it? So everybody grab a drink. No. (laughs) Um, My journey, it's been amazing. It's been one of the most challenging journeys that I can imagine, but it's brought me to this place. I am a mother to this beautiful 14-year-old. I don't know if we can see him. This 14-year-old boy behind me um, that is away in boarding school. Um, and it's him and I, I come from, um, just a a really goofy growing up type of family, narcissistic, toxic family that kind of rolled right into, um, an abusive marriage. And I managed to get out and transform my life and create the, she is you magazine. And I've been coaching and as a Reiki practitioner, for probably well over a decade. Um, I've been doing transformational coaching for women since um, I I received my Reiki certification, just because that helped me realize that, you know, as women, as people, we hold the power to change our lives and just doing my thing. Um, Just (laughs) authored a book with a group of women on, you know, from, you know, that survivor mode that we can kind of play that victim, kind of pulling ourselves out of that and going into that thriving mode and being a powerhouse in whatever we do in life to um, my memoir that should be uh, expected to drop and be published later this year. So yeah, we're busy. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about She Is You, Mag? I mean, what is the mission there? I know, you, you know, you're working with all these women and you're probably coming up with some pretty common themes that you're seeing as you're working with women. And and how is the magazine kind of, you know, um, maybe documenting that in a way? Yeah, that's a good question. Huh? So she is, we are dedicated to midlife women, women in our forties and fifties. And we focus on the four pillars, spirituality, health and wellness, career and relationship. These are the pillars that I see most reflected like areas that always need to be tweaked in my clients' lives, in my lives, my sisters, my friends, just everything. Um, and as we evolve as women and we go through, you know, whether um, whatever season of womanhood that we're in, um, there always seems to be something that's changing or evolving in any of those areas. Um, I absolutely love it. We drop articles um, once a month and they drop on Sundays because I'm like, okay, what as women, like in my mindset, Sunday's my day to grab my coffee and flip. Exactly. So mm-hmm. 
And I really want to empower and inspire and keep people moving on their journey as well, too. So that's where that magazine was born. It's my baby. It's my second baby. Maybe my <laughs> third or fourth. Yes. But like I hold that here because um, it has been a brain baby since I was married, uh, first married to my ex-husband. It was just like that. I wanted to start this online community of women. I didn't have mm -hmm. anything to turn to when I was starting to transform my life. I'm assuming right. they were out there. I just didn't know. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned focusing on, you mentioned that kind of transition, right? In your, the book that you're, you've co-authored co with, um, these other women and, 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 not having anywhere to turn to. I'm, I'm, there's a common theme here, right? I swear I'm tying it together into the mental health. So my question is, you know, you're talking to all these women, which I'm sure many of them are mothers, just like yourself. I mean, some are probably not, you know, go, go you. And other, some days I wish that was me, but um, some of them, but, but a lot of them probably are. And I was wondering if you're seeing any, um, like, where is the, the lack in mental health awareness amongst mothers? Oh, such a good question. I think the lack, which I think is starting to go away, which is important. Oh, that's good. I think we have been conditioned and groomed and trained over the generations to put that smile on your face, mm -hmm. to make yourself look put together. And in the inside, we may not be. Mm -hmm. And I think as we've evolved as a society, as a, a being that is um, breaking away and our awareness, our mental health awareness, our self-awareness is coming to the forefront, um, especially over the past couple of years. And I think it's becoming more acceptable. And that's part of my platform too, is making it more acceptable. I'm a PTSD, I've got anxiety, um, that it's okay to struggle, that it's okay right. to not have a good day, that it's okay if your hair is not done or your mm -hmm. makeup's not done or your house is not clean, mm -hmm. or if you're just going to phone in dinner, it's okay. These unrealistic expectations that we've put on ourselves, it's just, it's killing us. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. I agree. We're actually going to be doing an episode about us uh, for St. Patrick's day. Um, we're going to focus on, you know, why do mothers feel the need to make every little holiday so special? I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day, right? Like, look at all the pressure. Something as simple as that, right? How crazy. I mean, and then you've got leprechaun traps and then, you know, and the, the green bagels and the green leprechaun crap all over the house. Like, come on. I can't even manage to get my son's crap ready for school. You know, like most mornings they wake up and I'm like, oh, didn't wash your mask. You know, like let's yes. something out, you know, and it's it's hard. And then, but you know what? There are days where I can, you know, this today happens to be Valentine's Day. We are recording on Valentine's Day. And um, you know, I was able to, you know, cut the toast into a shape of a heart, like something simple, you know. I don't have to put mm -hmm. all this around myself. I just yeah. you know, making breakfast anyway, right? I mean, it doesn't mm -hmm. need all of that, is what I'm learning. Like the heart was like, oh, mom, my, my toast is a heart. I'm like, yeah, look at that. You know, I mean, that's it. It was cool. Yeah. Yep. So crazy. But we put all this pressure on ourselves. Do you think that we're putting more pressure on ourselves than society is even putting on us? Um, that's another good word. 
You know, I still think it's, I, I still think it's, yeah. I do. I still, I think it's social media driven. I see TikTok. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. I you're do. Right. I do. I you're see right. these, these, I just see these, you know, the clean TikTok or the organizational hack TikTok. And mm-hmm. I look at these refrigerators and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, don't even dare look in my refrigerator or let's normalize the normal house. I mean, right. it's awesome to see these beautiful homes that these people are living in, but what about the average home? You know, right. Right. I mean, just, yeah. So, right. and it's, right. I forget about yeah. things like that sometimes because, you know, I, I think it also might depend on the kind of person you are, you know, um, if you happen to just be a very self-critical person as it is and, mm-hmm. you know, forget all that other stuff. You could be your own worst enemy, forget social media, forget other people, forget society, you know, you're even harsher than everyone else, you know? Yes. Yes. That's, that's a whole other subject. That's, <laughs> I mean, we can become our worst critic. And when you go down those rabbit holes of um, analyzing and repeating, it's almost like your trauma brain. And that, that, I mean, that, that's a habit that has to be broken. And Mm -hmm. that's where that self-awareness comes into when you start, when you can recognize that you're going down that rabbit hole, like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, I didn't cut his toast. Oh my God, I did not cut Post in the yeah. shape of a heart. I'm the worst mom ever. Mm-hmm. And then we overcompensate. Yeah, you know, we go hit Target, the dollar bin. Let's load up everything for, yes, yes, for Valentine's Day. Let's spend another 50 bucks to make our kid feel special. Mm-hmm. When, you know, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I even get like that when I work so much, you know, if, um, and, and really, I don't. But in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, um, on a break or Christmas break, you know, um, I needed to work. So I, you know, you got to go, kid. You know, you can't stay home and you got to, you know, go to grandma's or whatever. You better be watching TV for an hour while I do this, you know, call. I, I And then I feel guilty. And then... I'm like, let's go to Target, you know, like that's like, he doesn't, I mean, realistically, he doesn't even want to leave the house. If I just laid there in bed with him and played something in bed and gave him that undivided, then that's really all he wants, you know, he doesn't really need Target. I mean, he'll take it. Don't get me wrong. If we're going, he's like, yeah, I'm in, you know, but yeah, yeah, but he really doesn't want it, you know. It's never his idea. That's for sure. Like, let's go to Target and buy things we don't need, mom. You know, never his idea. <laughs> yes. But we do it anyways. Yep. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And we neglect our mental health so much trying to do all these other things. And that was kind of the next thing I wanted to talk about. Like, how are women, I mean, what are we not doing that we should be doing for daily upkeep? Now that we're having these conversations more, we are a little bit more aware. It's becoming a little bit more acceptable to talk about mental health and mom not being perfect. Like, are we even, are we taking the steps necessary or are we still just neglecting it, even though we know about it now? I hope we're taking the step. I think information's out there. It's just whether or not you're ready to seek it and you want the help. Um, the most important thing is that we may not be listening to our bodies, the tightness in their chest, the, the fatigue, the water retention, the short tempered spaciness, all that kind of contributes to, and I could really go out there with being a Reiki practitioner to, you know, our chakras and not being mm-hmm. aligned and being blocked and how important it is to learn to listen to our bodies and what it's telling us and what we can do, um, to um, get in tune with what our body is saying. And 
I mean, overall, once we make that into a habit as well, too, I mean, we become a better friend, a better mother, a better spouse. It's And it really just goes down to self-care and how we always put ourselves last. What do you think? I mean, if you could yeah. suggest one thing someone could start with, right, what would you say for, yeah. for someone to do? And I feel like I'm beating a dead horse because my clients are like, if you tell me to meditate one more time, I'm going to scream. And I'm like, you just don't understand. If you could just get quiet, throw mm-hmm. on some headphones, some AirPods, throw on some soft music from YouTube. YouTube is so inexpensive. You don't have to download mm-hmm. the Calm app or pay for anything. Mm-hmm. And just listen to your breath because your mind is going to go all over because mm-hmm. we have ahead, but just, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to tell yourself, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. That's all you're going to repeat. And you're going to feel that movement. You're going to feel that. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to be like, wow, I really am like exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean, maybe I'm going to be that person now. Meditate. Oh my goodness. I can barely sit down for a minute, but I, okay. All right. I'm lying. I'm lying. And here's where you're going to kill me. So I've started to implement since about November. So we're talking like what three months now at the end of the day, I sneak away into the bathtub. Yes. Now wait, instead of actually taking that time for myself, I'm like playing solitaire. Um, I'm, you know, and it's not like in a way that really um, I'm not sitting right. I'm always, or like I'm working on the phone or like whatever it is. I'm, or I'm on the phone you know, in the bath. I'm doing all these other things instead of actually taking the time that I've now carved out for myself to do anything that I really want to do or, or what I should be doing for my own health. Yeah, no, I understand. And I think, you know, if you enjoy solitaire, I play solitaire on my phone in my bathtub too. I, by the way, I do. I live in my bathtub. <laughs> and seriously, like that, because I'm connected to water. So water for me is cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, especially in the wintertime in Chicago, like I, I am in my bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, solitaire can be a form. I think what we're doing is we're just kind of zoning out. Yeah, It's like that disassociation. Mm-hmm. Solitaire is just like, just that, just, we're just, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I do um, that. Actually, my husband just asked me the other day, he's like, you know, and he, he's, we try not to be on our phones so, so much, mm-hmm. but we find ourselves always on our phones. And so, you know, and we notice the difference with our son when we're not on our phone so much, right? So when we're giving him, even when I'm just laying with him before bed, you know, if he's watching something and I'm just sitting next to him on my phone, I notice a total different dynamic than if I actually put the damn phone down. Right. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous when you think about it after the fact, but he said, you know, why are you playing that solitaire so much? You know? And like, sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed that I'm not even like, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just like, I need to escape. Like I just need to do something and turn it off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and, you know, unfortunately it looks like I'm just on my phone, right? Because it is on the phone, but it's not for that reason. You know, I find that I become so, there's just too much. There's too much. So I would recommend um, coming up with limits. And and the only reason why is what do children want? Mm. And we just had, like, we're talking about the whole target. They They just want our, they just want us. Right fully present 
us. And if you could just give your son, if I could just give my son, if she could just sit, who am I right. just give our children to be fully present in the moment, 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, whatever it is, I'm telling you, it's, it's, you're going to shift the relationship. That's all they want, but that's, mm -hmm. and that's where the journaling, the meditation, you mm -hmm. out some time for you to just, you got to disconnect from that. Yeah. Right. And I get it completely because I've got my hands in everything. So I can legitimately just like sit in my office 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but that challenge to be present. And when we're fully present in our relationships, you know, there's a lot of growth. Yeah. That happens. It makes me wonder then, you know, if that time in the tub should be spent kind of just laying there and, and sitting, you know, when is the, when do I ever give myself that opportunity to just sit? I mean, we talked about comparing ourselves to, you know, social media and, you know, how that could be linked to, to our phones, but what do you think, I mean, what is it doing to us as women, as mothers to have that phone in our hand all the time? It's pulling us away from being present in those important relationships that, we have, which is with our significant others, yeah. our children, our friends. Um, it it just True. it just pulls us away. Yeah, it's and so yeah, and it's you just it's just establishing healthy uh, boundaries and guidelines. Which then, when your son gets a phone, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we they emulate us, right? I will tell you, Nicolette, when your child is glued to the phone, you will you will see that. I, cause I saw that, mm -hmm. how my unhealthy electronics habit and my son who could not pull away to look me in the eye. And mm -hmm. that's when we knew we had, we had an issue, um, right. especially during the pandemic. I mean, what do these kids do? Mm -hmm. They're at home, they're on a screen e-learning. The only type of socialization they had was through Fortnite or um, he plays NBA 2K or he was. We pulled all electronics in our home. Um, so he was, it was nonstop screen time, screen time. Right. And, and what is that? It's just that overstimulation, overstimulation, overstimulation. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah. It's, it's so sad that we have these great things that have an opportunity to, you know, really help us. And then we, we just managed to overdo everything. <laughs> we, we do mm -hmm. as a society. <laughs> But, you know, we're talking about big ideas, right? And these three big themes and, you know, mental health, which is super, super important for mothers and um, it needs more attention and we need to keep talking about it, which is why I even wanted to bring it up here to start us off with. But um, the second big idea was about um, saying, making difficult decisions. Yes. And so it's crazy because to me, sometimes saying no to my son is a difficult decision. Like sometimes it's a decision, like I've decided I probably am not going to have any more children, you know, and one is enough, mm -hmm. but those are big decisions. And you really, I mean, but there are even bigger ones. And like, this is just the beginning. My son's only seven, you know, we have a lifetime of really big, difficult decisions. And uh, I was wondering if you could weigh in on that. Uh, it is a good one because it does start with no. Oh my goodness, I'm going to tell them no. Mm. Um, 
And if that's the worst that it gets for you, God bless you, because mm -hmm. there are moms and dads out there that have to make those difficult health decisions health for decision. their child that is not well. And they have to make those decisions on what do you do next when the insurance is running up or there's a financial, yeah, God bless those babies that are, that are sick where these kids are, mm -hmm. you know, how much money that costs. Right. You just, yeah. Um, you know, I think difficult decisions and just put yourself into um, an entrepreneur, put yourself in the, the mindset of just wanting to go up that success ladder. Difficult decisions make us stronger. They help um, leverage ourselves. It's almost like a strategy. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't have a problem telling my son no, because I know in the long run, it'll it's just going to grow him into a better adult mm -hmm. um when we tell our children no or when we make those difficult decisions it's just you know you're going to be told no by many people whether True. it's your boss or a co-worker mm -hmm. or you know i mean life isn't perfect right. so that's kind of like the aspect that i go with and i always tell that to my son too i'm like look you're gonna get fired from a job you're gonna be told you suck and guess what? That's okay because it makes us better. Yes. Right. It's, it's that entitlement. Everybody gets a freaking trophy generation. Oh, I hate that. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's what we're dealing with now in the workforce. And I see that with my stepchildren. I um, absolutely love them, but I see that. Uh, what? I'm not good at this? Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh my, wow. Okay. So mm -hmm. this is a lesson that should have been taught when you were this big, not when you're 30. Right. But let me, yeah, exactly. Um, but I do. I think as I, I can't imagine making and I've had to make some difficult decisions as a, as a parent um, and out of respect for just, you know, my son's privacy. I won't go into that. But um, I've had to make some really difficult decisions that have altered the landscape of my life for the rest of my life because mm -hmm. of it. But I know in the long run, mm -hmm. I not only broke generational bonds and expectations, I have given him um, gifts of healing and growth that I wish I would have been given or my mom or dad would have given to me. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we and do tough things. I think, yeah. Sometimes the simplest thing, I mean, and like you said, God bless those families of those sick children. You know, yeah. I mean, to, to have to make decisions like that, I can't even imagine. And I count my blessings and I am I am forever grateful. But we sometimes forget that the everyday decisions and, and they're also, you know, like I, I often say, well, my problems aren't as bad, you know, like I'm not that important in the grand scheme, right? Or like, this is not that big of a deal compared to so-and-so who's got all of these problems. And I feel guilty sometimes feeling bad or feeling um, that that this is such a big deal to me. You know, like, who am I to feel like this is a big deal? Like, look what they've got to deal with, right? And I think a lot of us kind of lose ourselves in the cracks thinking like our stuff isn't really that important, you know, because, or not that big of a deal or doesn't impact us, you know, as, as much. And so I wanted to just bring that up because, you know, I feel like, like you, I look at those things and I think they're so, I mean, they are, they are bigger, but to me, my problem is still my problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's still, it feels the way it feels to me. And, um, 
sometimes I don't even know how to make the decision like, um, hey, Michael wants to stay out until seven with his friends and next door. But I know we should be having family dinner, but um, like I should have a routine there, right? But at the same time, if he stays there, then I can get an extra hour of work in before my husband gets home. And maybe I could even empty the dishwasher. And I'm like torn between what I know I, I should do, what I know is right, but like all these other things that I can do. And so I won't say no to him and like, oh, but, you know, he's having so much fun. I'll just do that. You know, and, and like, why, why, why is it so hard sometimes to me? Why does that become a difficult decision? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Out of yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. And one thing that I've been taught the hard way lesson is that these boys would love to hear other moms on this. These boys, um, they need structure and they need expectation. Mm -hmm. So, and that was me too. Oh, sure. Go stay a little bit longer. I can, mm -hmm. I can get a few more things done. I can mm -hmm. do this. I can do that. And, um, is it wrong? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not judging. I, it's not my place to judge. Mm -hmm. We do what we have to do. It's, I, right. it's almost like that we're like stuck in like, I don't want to say that survivor mode, but it's just, mm -hmm. we're constantly treading water. Right. And you know, there's something special around that supper time, dinner time, whatever you call yes. it, you know? And I had that growing up, which is yeah. why it's even more difficult for me. You know, I'm always constantly torn, you know, and then he'll say to me like, why do I have to come home on a regular day? No dinner involved. Why do I have to come home at this time? I don't even have a response. I don't know because I said so. Like, and then I think about it. Like, what is my reason? I have no idea. I don't know because that's just the answer. I don't this know is why. It. Yes, this is this is our this is what we do things in our home. Yes, this is how our family functions. Yes, right? yes. I don't know. Because yeah. I yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're smart. I tell you, they're smart, and they meant. I'm. They come into our world to push our boundary every day, and that's what's happening, Nicola. Our boundary is pushed every day and it's our job to teach them in a compassionate way. Um, compassion and parenting is one thing that I'm learning about. I was not raised to be compassionate. I was not raised in a unconditional love family. I was not raised. I just, so I am still learning what compassionate parenting looks like and, and being vulnerable and, um, yeah, it, this is this is the way we do things, buddy. You know, <laughs> it's bath time and bedtime and book time. You know, I love you. I want to see you. So this is it. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I should try that one. Actually, yeah. I love you. I want to see you. Yes, it's our time. It's that's our time. And at seven, oh my goodness, you can pop in any fun Disney show and mm -hmm. just yeah. kind of curl up on the sofa or in bed. And oh, oh, my heart. I miss those days. I miss those days. I also struggle with saying no to him when he wants to, you know, when he does want to be with us, which is, you know, he does, he does want to be with us, but he wants us to, you know, play and he's seven and we're kind of torn here because it's like, all right, we can still play, but we're not playing, playing. And he comes up with like, we should play zombies and we should all get Nerf guns with no bullets and we should hunt the zombies all around the house and shut off all the lights. And okay, but it's like 730 and I don't really want to do this at 7.30 at night. Like, can mm -hmm. we do something else? And 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 he wants to play. And do you know it's actually hard for me to say no 
to playing like what he wants to play. And my husband's like, I'm not playing that. It's eight o'clock. I'm I just worked all day. Like I'm not hunting zombies around the house tonight on a weekday. It's not happening. You know, and he has no problem kind of just like, no, that's not happening. And I'm like, well, you know, what if we did it for 10 minutes and then we just, you know, transitioned into something else? Like, why, why, why can't I just say no? And that's where I really you just actually made me think of a whole new episode that I want to, I want to, yeah. I'm entitled, Why Can't I Just Say No? <laughs> uh, is it, can you, well, you know, are you assertive enough in other, you, cause you do seem strong. Like you can say no in other areas of your life. Everywhere else. You can, yeah, I feel like you can. Kid, yeah. But maybe, maybe it's, because maybe you're not trying to say no, but maybe it's like, hey, buddy, what a great idea. Let's do that this weekend. But we've got school tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you're not necessarily saying no. Right, you're, reaffirm right. you're reassuring him on what a cool idea that is. Mm -hmm. And so he's being heard because I will tell you one of the things that I, through my parenting world is... I was like, oh my goodness, I would be the same way. Like, I've got to work. I just put in a 14-hour shift in the veterinary mm -hmm. industry. Like, are you kidding? I'm exhausted. I got to I got to make lunch for tomorrow. And mm -hmm. no, no, it's bedtime. That's the, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not being heard. So right. what a great idea, buddy. Yeah. Let's this. <laughs> yeah. Which I do think the imagination, that is a pretty cool idea. You know, my, I mean, we would, when we would make, I would make these little ghosts like out of just, you know, computer paper mm -hmm. on like rainy days or winter days in Chicago. And I'd make them all, you know, I'm an artist on this and I would just tape them all over the house when Dougie was little and with Nerf guns, he would have to go through and he'd put on his little Ghostbuster outfit. And I'm like, okay, oh, what gotta... a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. So I do think like, and that fostering that creativity in a child is so important because like mainstream school, like it, it's going to kill it. It's going to kill it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Please. My son's art teacher apparently is like evil. I'm like, what are you talking about? Art is supposed to be fun. You're supposed yeah. to, you're seven. Like you're supposed to have fun. Yeah. Like, no, no, she wants everything perfect. I was like, oh God, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's not art. That's the only class he gets yelled at in is art. Mm. Every other teacher loves them, but art is a problem. You know, there's some really good books I've read, and I'll have to circle back because that's another good topic for a show is how we are breaking boys down. Mm. Boys are meant to be messy. Boys are meant to fidget. Boys are meant to just be all over the place. Mm -hmm. And mainstream, once again, their expectation, because my boy is all over, you know, mm -hmm. is you are to be like a girl. You are to not be like a girl, but like girls. But yes, sit, we listen. They are a little calmer. <laughs> yeah, boys are just, um, they need movement. They need all of that. Their eyes are going to be all, that is the boy brain. Mm -hmm. And we beat it out of them in mainstream school through this is this, this is that, this is not listening. And mm -hmm. you, and it's, I'm telling you, there's a few good books. I can't think of them off the top of my head that I've had to read. And with a great pediatrician um, in my world to reaffirm this is the boy brain and this is what's happening in our world. Yeah. You know, boy, and I yeah. think that's going to be a great segue into our, our last topic on un unconditional love. Because what I mentioned to you when we spoke the other day was, um, you know, my I really believe that these children 
especially in my case, my son is here to teach me something because mm -hmm. I was that typical girl. I sat uh, nicely. I sat with my hands folded. I read, I was proper. I was polite. I would, you know, cross my legs and I just sat there and I did whatever you told me to do. If you were in some position of authority, I was not going to. And uh, my son is just dirty and messy and he's up and he's down and he's climbing and he's tumbling and he's breaking things and throwing things and not out of meanness just because he is and you know he's just he's just everywhere he's everywhere and he doesn't stop and i swear he has gotten me to come out of my shell and see things so differently I don't love all of it, but I, you know, I, he has taught me so much about like, there is such beauty in a stick and dirt. Like, I don't know. I didn't know that. I don't do dirt. I don't do outdoors. I do the beach and that's about yeah. the extent of my outdoorsiness. And, um, you know, and God, you know, whatever you believe, I believe in God. God gave me this mm -hmm. child that was so very different <laughs> than me. So, you know, and he's teaching me so much. And I think what he's taught me um, most about is that unconditional love, like you brought up the other day. I mean, it's wild. Oh, gosh. I agree. It, it, it totally is. To, to wrap your head around that you could selflessly love something so much. Mm. Yes. To sacrifice your life to just, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I didn't even... I used to think my dad always told me you're so selfish and self-involved. And I was like, I am not, I'm so, I care about other people. And, uh, you know, I cared to an extent and, you know, but I really just cared about Nicolette. Nicolette was number one priority yeah. and there was nothing getting, and I didn't realize how true that was until, um, I felt what it was like to actually say like my life really not that much but it's not it doesn't matter i mean it matters but it doesn't matter like my i will jump in front of that bus for you you know like mm -hmm. with, I, that's you know i will not sleep and i will you know mm -hmm. do all i would do anything to take your pain away you know mm -hmm. i will take it give it to me i don't care you know and uh i i think i realized the power of that that love um on my son's first birthday because birthdays for me were just, you know, that is my day. I wear a crown. I still wear my crown, but I am, um, you know, and I realized that year that he was born that I wasn't so excited about my birthday. I was excited about his birthday. Yes. I was not, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm super, you know, mm -hmm. and I still get that way. Like how, his face when he opens this present and when we go here and, you know, this, when he wakes up in the morning and just, you know, that. I didn't, my birthday didn't seem that important anymore. <laughs> it's yep. like a whole new life. <laughs> yep. It is. Yes. Embrace it. Embrace it. As challenging as it can be, as exhausted as we can, we are. What we miss, what it was like to be single or just have the freedom to do whatever. Mm. These little beings have come into our world for a specific reason. Yeah. And our job is to keep you know, that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really like, you know, no matter what he does, nothing is ever going to, you know, I'm never going to stop loving you. Like just because I don't like something you do, yeah. you know, like it doesn't matter, but I might find myself like, I'm kind of also 
that mother who would just, I, I don't want to be that mom who will like never, and I don't, I don't do this, but uh, that mother who thinks that their child does no wrong. Like, yeah. I mean, you still yeah. do things wrong. Doesn't mean that I love you any less and I get it, but like, I will never be that parent. Just recently, a mother came up to me and said, you know, told me something that um, my son did. And I was like, yeah, I believe that, you know, like, yep. Sounds like my child, you know, I'm not going to, there's, there are a lot of parents who think that that's the way, you know, to whatever, to protect them, to love them. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's I, not, I, yeah. It's not I had an incident when my son was in fourth grade, we had moved to a um, community in the suburbs of Chicago and some pretty white collar and he's new to school and he had, sh they were on a group text message and he had shared a cool um, video of a rapper. And my son has older, like in their twenties cousins. So he's been exposed <laughs> to like when my nephew would babysit him. I'm like, oh, what'd you guys do today? We watched Ted. I'm like, okay, okay, Doug is only seven. He can't mm -hmm. watch Ted. You know, so it's just like, so Dougie's been exposed to some of that. And I was in this meeting with these seven moms and that's exactly what they were trying to do. Yes. Your child is the problem. Your child mm -hmm. is this or that. And it's, you know, it's the judging and mm -hmm. these unrealistic expectations and, um, you just, you can't do that because we're all guilty of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I humbly apologized and openly mm -hmm. admitted that I think this is as a digital era mom, we were all new to this, mm -hmm. but you will not single out my child mm -hmm. and make him feel like he is the problem. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I mean, as mama bearer comes out because right. yes, and that that's is not the case. We are all learning. They are all mm -hmm. learning. Yeah. That's a good point, though. At the same time, you know, all right, something was done that was wrong. But at the same time, like, that's still my child. Like, he's seven, right? I mean, like, yeah. he's seven. And that's, a, you know, and I think that it's really important to find other mothers. I just had a thought. You know, it's really important to find other mothers who understand you. And that's, I mean, really, that's also the purpose of this show. But, you know, to have those moms, I have a few moms that I could see the most outrageous shit. You know, my son's an asshole. They're yeah. like, mine too, you know, yeah. and that's Ooh, okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I need, you need someone, at least one person in your life that you can do that with. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's so important to make you feel like you're not crazy. You're not alone, you know? Um, and that's the problem when there's all that judgmental stuff, like it doesn't, then you're just like worried, right? Like, oh my gosh, don't do that again. And I feel worried actually about this incident. I'm like, I know everybody was super nice about it and, you know, but I know I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they think my son is this and he's that. And oh my, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, and I go yeah. there, I go yeah. there and I'm like, okay, Michael, listen, don't do this today. Remember like, you know, he's like, all right, mom, you know, like, I don't they're, know. Yeah, they're going to be hard. impulsive. Mm -hmm. It's their kids, their brain, they're gonna, it's, I don't think they, and I'm not a doctor or, but I don't think the brain is developed it, where they, you know, the cause and the effect, the right. action and stuff like that. That's why they're so impulsive, mm -hmm. you know, as long as you address it with him and just say yeah. like, Hey, Hey buddy, I heard that, you know, you know, what, what made you do that? Or why <laughs> would you consider, or, you know, maybe try this or do this or mm -hmm. try saying, you know, and yeah. yeah. 
I think as moms, we need to embrace and, and the motherhood and the sisterhood more and stop the judging and mm -hmm. the expectation needs to come down and you are enough. Whoever you are, you are enough. Whether you can make it to the gym five days a week or you can't even get off the sofa because mm -hmm. you're that overwhelmed, you are enough. And that's what we need to do. Yeah. I like that. I think we should leave moms on that note. Yeah. But in the meantime, also, can you please tell us what you've got going on? Because you've got books coming out. You've got a lot of stuff going on. So if you could share yeah. that with us. Yeah. So the magazine is going really well. I recently um, co-authored the uh, Powerhouse Women Survivor to Thriver with about a group of nine other women, 10 women maybe. I don't know. I, I would have to think. Um, <laughs> my memoir, Pieces of Me, um, is expected to be published later this year. Nice. Um, yeah, I've, I've growing this great group of, um, coaches through the She Is You community on Facebook where, um, these other coaches, uh, will coach midlife women, um, mm -hmm. you know, so coaches in the area of career relationships, spirituality, health, and wellness. Um, I'm always looking for new writers or contributors to the magazine and, um, you know, just looking for other like-minded women to, shoot the the the, the crap with just mm -hmm. like this i think we need more collective stuff like this mm -hmm. you know just normal yeah normal yeah just you know like you said my fridge doesn't look like those refrigerators so you know i think that is the oh, best yeah. example of what we mean when we say like just the everyday average you know yeah. uh run-of-the-mill mom yeah. or woman or whatever you know yeah who cares who cares dude i went to school pick up in like one sock one shoe different than the other like I, who cares i exactly yeah i am on day two of hair not being washed <laughs> and i've got ladies i've got extension sewn in because i've got major hair loss due to menopause and number day two of my uh, j crew sweater so this is life <laughs> this is life but on the flip side is we get to have awesome moments like this. That's right. Yeah. So well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to leave some links for everyone in the uh, description in the show notes so you can learn more about Felicity and what she's working on. And uh, if you are at that point of motherhood and life where you think, uh, or you're thinking you're middle age. I don't think middle age is middle age anymore. Is it? Oh, like, no way. Uh -uh. Like these women are rocking it in their sixties. I'm like, Oh shit. I got a lot of work to do. What like, is, uh, like, what is that age where you consider middle age? Like, what is that? What? So it typically is, and this is really cool because how old are you, Nicolette? You're in your thirties, I thought, right? Thirty-three. Yeah, you're thirty-three. Okay, so middle-aged, and we don't. First of all, it's not it's not middle-aged anymore. It's midlife. Midlife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think a middle age. Yeah. So there, that's where the shift has gone. So it's a midlife women in their forties. So we're about 43, 44, 45 ish where basically what's happened, Nicolette, it becomes really awesome. It's like our eyes have opened up to like, what the F have we been doing? <laughs> like we have been chasing our tails. And I come from the generation where we are taught and expected to do everything, mm. everything. And COVID and the pandemic has opened our eyes to like, I'm not going back into the office. <laughs> I'm working from home, you know? So it is, and it's just about redefining who we are as women because what expectations we had in our 20s mm. shift into our 30s shift into our 40s and in mm. our 50s 
And it's just amazing to see. And I love to see women just embrace who they really are and, um, and, and, and not have those unrealistic expectations. It's, it's just, it's rocking. And I hope we see more of that. And I hope social media goes to more of that and pulls away from the filters. I mean, you know, my photographer uses filters, but I don't use <laughs> my face is crooked. My hair's falling out. It is what it is. You know, uh, I, don't care. I do have to give a shout out to one woman. So my mother is, what is she? 58 or nine, 58, maybe she looks amazing she's at the gym five days a week no seven days a week oh my god she's insane she's insane seven days a week she's at that gym she is last sunday i called my parents i was having a meltdown and i called them and i couldn't hear them it was sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon there was you know latin music playing in the background blasting in the background and i'm like where are you and, uh, you know, my dad made a joke and I just was like, what place, where are you that is blasting Latin music, salsa music at three o'clock on a Sunday? Like they are having fun. They're having fun. You know, she, she was a stay at home mom. She gave her whole life to us. She still does. She's still here twice a week helping me, but she still does. And, uh, she looks amazing. She looks like she yeah. could be my sister. She had cancer when I was younger and she mm -hmm. totally just made a whole change to her diet and everything because she wanted to live to see us grow. And well, it was just me at the time. And uh, I'm like, wow, can I just be like you when I'm almost 60? Because mm -hmm. holy crap, I feel mm -hmm. tired already. And she's out there like on Sunday afternoon, salsaing it up. I don't know I what it. they're doing. <laughs> yeah, that confidence. That's amazing. I just wrote an article for March or April that is on, and your mom is the niche market, intimacy in our fifties and women. And they, it, it is, and it's the empty nest. They're falling back in love with their significant other. And because of the confidence and the unrealistic, you know, they don't have that expectation. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're living life the way that I think generations should have. Mm -hmm. So and they didn't that. do that, you yeah. know, when I was growing up. I mean, yep. they were, it was rough and tough. And like, I'm surprised they're still married, you know, but yeah, here they are. And now they're alone. And now they can figure out if they even like each other, you know, yeah. like, you know, and at least they have that chance. But, you know, it's crazy. Like, let me have that much fun, you know? I mean, and no, I'm sure not every day is fun. Let me look like you and have that energy. She's just always on the go. Like, Love crap. It. I feel like I'm going to keel over now. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. All right. We have just, I could keep talking to you all day, so I'm just gonna have to stop myself, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've had so much fun. Thank you. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Any other topics? I love it. So thank you, Nicolette. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again, Felicity.